podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here every week, win, lose or draw. Talking all things United. This is the United People's Podcast. Well then, uh, it looks like the uh, red therapy room is getting opened, hopefully for one last time. I didn't think this was coming again. Uh, Neil, it's just me and Neil here tonight after that. Oh. What word would you use? If you can use one word to describe that performance against Sevilla, what one word are you going for? Uh, avoid. And that's two. But avoid. What do you mean? Just oh, staring into the a pit, honestly. It was just, uh, I mean, look. Man United have gone there from 2-0 up at home to lose the tie 5-2. And it's just, there's no... Ex- Remember in that first that first leg, Anthony hitting the bar. I think Veghorst had a chance. Obviously, the injury. I mean, sod everything that happened there before tonight. We've just got to talk about what we've witnessed there tonight because there's plenty that we will talk about in this podcast, as I'm sure you're aware. We'll speak about De Gea. We'll speak about Maguire. We'll speak about Man United's inability this season away from home in hostile atmospheres. It's just there's so much evidence now. It's ridiculous. But Neil... I, I don't think anybody was expect. I was expecting a tough game there tonight, right? Seville, Seville, Seville have had our number twice, three times in Europe now in the last, what, five years? They've knocked us out of European competitions. But to capitulate the way we did and to do that in the first 10 minutes, I mean, mm. what? Are you, who are you pointing the finger at? Are you pointing the finger at the Hale or Maguire for that? Because that's probably going to be one of the biggest talking um, points. Maguire, because well, it depends depends on how you saw that. Because when I first saw that, I thought Maguire, because you're sort of conditioned to think that. But then I looked again, and I thought, okay, why is he getting that pass when he's surrounded? But then it depends. What did he do with his hands? I initially thought he was gesturing towards Wan Bissaka, right? But most of the commentary seemed to say he was saying, "Give it to me." So I suppose it depends on your reading of From that. From what I've seen, Maguire was asking for the ball. Uh, and De- Right, in which case it's Maguire's fault, 100%. And, it's, and De Gea obliged. I, I, look, I definitely am putting the majority of the blame on Maguire there, but I don't think De Gea's faultless. And I, I, I think, right, if... Over the game, of course is isn't. I mean, I, I'm not talking about over the game. I'm just talking about this isolated incident. Uh, De Gea's been playing that way with Martinez and Varane. I think yeah, he's, like built- he's his, his biggest problem was he didn't recognise that that was Maguire. That was where De Gea made a mistake. He, yeah. Although he have been playing like that, you can't do that with Maguire. It's just, mm. I mean, uh, case in point there tonight, of, not that we needed it, not that we needed more evidence to show why Maguire's got to be sold in the summer, but bingo, bango. There you go. 10 minutes away from home in a hostile, man, it was, it was bouncing in there. It was rocking. The only thing you got to do, first 20 minutes, just don't give them anything to scream about. String, string a few passes together. Like, win your jewels. Just, nah, my God, everything. I'm it not was, sure we want any jewels there tonight. No, it's the, the, the amount of stray passing. It uh, Casemiro it, for the second goal. Was it? No, yeah. the second goal was offside. Was that the one? Yeah, I thought that was The second offside. goal was offside, yeah. But oh. Casemiro wasn't very good. I mean, like, as I say, you never say he's utterly crap. At least he had a shot. But, just everybody, but, you can't say that we were spineless because, I mean, we were spineless, but we, we had were, a spine okay. on the pitch there. We had Ericsson on, we, we had Casemiro. We basically had people with, like, there were vertebrae on it, but basically, yeah. in terms of the mentality of it, as soon as they started throwing those bog rolls down, he thought, right, we're fucked here. We can't handle oh, the threat of bog rolls being thrown at us. I just, uh, look, right, we've got to have a, I've been accused, uh, this, actually, this morning's live show, or yesterday morning now, uh, from when this pod goes out, of having an agenda against De Gea because... I've just there's, there's for me across the course of the season there's just been mounting evidence more and more and more that shows that David De Gea is not going to be the goalkeeper for Eric Ten Hag's system. We know 
that he's building towards a team that is playing out from the back. That, that's yeah. what Ten Hag wants, right? And just, oi, I mean, where, where do you start? Uh, do you think that the reactions are going to go overboard on De Gea's performance against Sevilla or do you think they're no, sort of No, I justified? don't think they will. I think Maguire will get, he'll be a, a convenient lightning conductor for that whole thing because he always is. We've already said that. I mean, obviously the second goal, that the third goal, but the second well, yeah. error strewn goal was entirely 100% De Gea. And I mean, what, what, uh, the thing is, De Gea is the I, hardest one what... to discuss. So I've written four names down. For once, I've actually, I'm so, so pissed off. I've actually made notes. I've just actually come over notes. to the pub and written stuff down. So I make sure that I get all of my whinings across. And like normally I don't, as you, anyone that listens to this can tell, I don't, don't really <laughs> can tell with the quality of my responses. They're not normally that rehearsed. But basically, four names I want to put on this. And that's in terms of one's, you can't really blame Martial. Right, he's got to go, but it's not his fault, right? I think he's looked quite yeah. bright when he's been fit. You can't blame him. It's he's such a shame. It's, it's a real, it's a genuine shame. I mean, it's something, if I remember, there's something in his contract that if he wins the Ballon d'Or, there's, we, we have to pay quite a lot of money. But like, that was the sort of the, that was the challenge. The level, yeah, I mean, the level that, that we, we, I mean, it was starting to be He could be a brilliant player, as it is, he is a good player, but basically yeah. for 80, 90 minutes a season. And it's, I mean, he could get injured eating marshmallows, like sitting on, on, Cotton wool, like he's it's sad, it's sad, but he has got to go. Sancho, I mean, I know De Gea and Maguire is going to take the lion's share of this, yeah. But Sancho, I know Matt, Matt called this out very, very early doors, and I think we've always been, I don't know, there's always that thing as a United fan that you think we well, don't want to turn on the players too quickly and you don't want to be too short termist. So there's always that hope, oh, is the hope, but I don't think we do need to live in hope anymore. None of them are Ten Hag signings, none of them. So basically, you don't really need to live in hope, they're not what this manager who is incredibly competent has signed. These are yeah. legacy players that we've overspent. Basically, this is where Chelsea are now. We've overspent on pretty average players. And the, the Sancho one is uh, very, I, I think Jamie Carragher, actually. I, I can't believe I'm calling out something. Carragher are you, are you agreeing? Are you agreeing? I know, this, I feel it? sick. I'm actually going to go and wash my mouth out you, straight after. I've got a little but, green. Um, I know I have gone a little green. Uh, he's basically said that Sancho's kind of done. Anthony's done more in six months than, oh, than Sancho has in two years. But San Anthony's got a lot of criticism, but he he doesn't go missing. He doesn't hide. Sancho's he was the only coward. player in that game who came out with any sort of credit. He right? he he, 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 he runs back and makes tackles. Like basically, he tries to win the ball back. He's got some fire in his belly. Yes, he's very one footed, but you can never ever ever question the attempts that he makes. And against, I thought against Forest, he was unbelievable. Yeah, best best performance in the United. And show. Sancho's not had one game like Anthony did last last uh, week. Liverpool, Old Trafford. Actually, I think to be, fair, to be fair, actually, to be fair, you're absolutely right. The, the, yeah, all right, I'll take that back almost but, but instantly. We, but we are talking about uh, sort of. Um, that's the first anom third game anomalies. of the season, wasn't it? Fourth, fourth yeah, game of the season. There, there are anomalies more than uh, consistencies with Sancho. Well, Anthony uh, shows think, a, a, a progression. I think I think questions have to be like because Sancho got three months off uh, for for the. The levels to have not risen, uh, and compared to what Anthony is doing on the other wing, uh, I think real questions have to be asked. My about mate Sancho. brought that up in the pub. Is like, okay, a lot of money, not his fault, but the sort of extra dispensation to go. I don't know what the, we still don't know what the reason was. Do we? You're not way more No, it's all been kept under wraps. Exactly. So we don't know what it was, and he came and all smiles, and there was hugs, and he basically turned, you know, put Eric as his profile picture on Instagram for a bit, and yeah. it was all lovely, but that. You know, he did score a couple of goals, but then it just what happened. Like, what happened? He just looks at it. 
I don't know whether it's a confidence thing. He just looks a bit leggy. He doesn't want to. Doesn't want to try. Everton a few games ago was it was pretty good. That's when he got the pass to McTominay. It was that. It feels like Sancho is kind of playing a different style of football to what this team is doing right now. I think Sancho suits that intricate movement where you're literally one quick touch passing movement. Should he right be in the now, middle then? Do you that. think? Is he out of huh? position then? Should he be in the I middle? I don't know. It's a, but uh, the, the good thing for Sancho there tonight is that he's uh, there are so many fucking bigger problems that will be discussed and oh, should completely. be completely. I on. mean, like he's literally fourth on my list of people that yeah. I could be bothered to write. Mate, oh my god, down like, on my pad. This of all uh, this is what I can't, of all the seasons, right? For United to get their shit in order, we, we have to do it in the season where we've got a World Cup halfway through the season, and we've got a we've got a strong eleven. Uh, but the second team just isn't because yeah. because Ten Hag has only made a certain amount of signings. It, that's why that first eleven is so much better because quite a lot of it Ten Hag has brought into the club, and the players yeah. that are trying to learn it, they're 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 good to a point. But in these environments, they go. Blah, 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 blah. Well, listen they to just, the names you've like last again last week against Forest. You had Ericsson, Casemiro, and Bruno. Bruno, uh, Bruno yeah, Bruno was in midfield. There Basically, those three in front of Varane and Martinez. Like just that, just just through some depend, defense through the middle. Everyone well, on this not point, against Forest, everyone, obviously. Forest that was where no, not against Forest. There were injuries, but if you think how they played, three of them against Forest, then you put that sort of back layer against them, and that for me, the midfield where it just went missing today, and it's it goes. It looked like Rangnick. I know the Rangnick for me was like it's the lowest we've got. In a long time, in terms of how the I know everyone goes, yeah, well done. He called it out, and he called out the Glazers, brilliant, brilliant. But like, basically, in terms of the football we watched, oh, in terms of the football, it was it was abject. And a lot of that came down to the midfield just looked behind them and saw who they had behind them. And I'd, actually, I think Lindelof's been better, but they looked behind them and there was no no confidence. Whereas now they've got Martinez, whose whose distribution's amazing, who just basically will just run through walls. You've got Varane, who is the Rolls Royce. That's gone. They looked jittery again in midfield. There was space everywhere. They, yeah. Well, I think we, I think we could have coped between now and the end of the season if Martinez or Varane was out. But Martinez and Varane, Varane both being out. Right. Uh, it's, uh, look, Forest. Uh, the reason it worked against Forest is because they did not press us. Right. Brighton are going to do probably worse than what. Uh, I don't Sports see we're going to beat Brighton. We're Brighton, talking about the pub earlier. If, if, yeah, we'll, we'll speak about it a little bit later in the pod. But uh, the way that Brighton play. Like, do you watch the game against Chelsea? Man, they are so intense in their press and they, they are. are consistent. They don't stop for the full 90. And this United team, that's why our midfield went missing there tonight because we were getting the game squeezed out of us. We had to kind of skip the midfield to try and get around it because Maguire and Indorov couldn't pass it out. Anytime we went to Wan-Bissaka or Delo, they were like, well, shit the bed, pass it back. And then uh. and then David De Gea. And then da oh, David De Gea. That, that, <sighs> it feels like a bit like sort of stabbing a unicorn having to go at De Gea because he does, he has been our best player and he could For have so left. so long. We could have left when we were properly shit and gone somewhere really good and won things and he didn't. So it's very hard to get, but the reality is the reality. It's there to see. And like, he is a brilliant, brilliant, world-class shot stopper. But I mean, the system he, that we he's play... He's not even doing that this season though. Well, he didn't do it today. Oh, he has. I think he has. I think he's, he has. I think, I, think you, I think you're probably right there. I'm being harsh. Now. I think I'm I'm kind of thinking about Liverpool where he had seven shots on target. Yeah, but Liverpool was just like an anomalous... Well, actually, it's not. This was the like Liverpool. This was it's worse not. than is Liverpool. It, this it, was worse it, than Liverpool. Liverpool is the worst example of how crap United are away from home. But as oh, I, I said... Today, got, today was worse. Like for, Liverpool, got, for the first oh, half... Yeah, I'll give against, over. 
You reckon? Give over. For the first Maybe half... Maybe we lost 5-0 in the second half to Liverpool. No yeah, way. Yeah, but, but exactly. The first half was a way more even than... This was for like, not, like 85 minutes. We were thrashed. Whereas we put up a little bit of a fight and we capitulated in the second half. And we yeah. massively capitulated. If we played like that against Liverpool, that would have been fucking 12-0. Honestly, that... Honestly, Liverpool are much, much, much better. Team. What is it with bang average Spanish teams that we can't handle? I don't get it. I, 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 to go to go from 2-0 up and Anthony hitting the bar at Old Trafford to Varane being, getting injured, Martinez being out for the season. Now Martinez, now Martial's injured. Uh, Cas- Casemiro, by the way. <laughs> you know, he picked up a yellow card in that game. Yes. He would have been... <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> What's he doing? Collecting, he's, like, he's collecting suspensions for like stamps. What's it he, feels I don't get like it. someone that's... It feels like someone that's sort of like been really good at school then went on their gap year and just got absolutely twatted. You know what I mean? <laughs> They've just sort of been really well behaved and then just got absolutely... Lar- yeah. Oh, I don't know. man. That's, that's hilarious. I'm glad... I'm, I'm not glad. It doesn't matter, but it obviously... Don't, actually, There's no, it doesn't no matter. because glad about any of it, it means that whoever we play first, hopefully in the Champions League group stage, he'll be suspended for it. Fun fact. But um, you've got... Look, away from home, you've got that score against Liverpool, which I won't mention. You've got... Uh, 6-3 against City. You've got 4-0 against Brentford. 2-0 against Newcastle. I think 3-1 against Villa. You've now got 3-0 against Sevilla. It's like, where, what, what is it? What is causing this? Because it isn't just about personnel, right? You know, Martinez was there at Anfield. Uh, we've, had, we've had better 11s out there than we've had today. But so many different games with this team. I don't get it. And don't it, get must it. Be, it must be something that's still within this team somewhere. That, that, that poison from last season is still there in the mentality because in these environments, United have just crumbled all season long. We have crumbled all season long. We were our third. Do you know what I mean? Like, because, our, because our home form has been so incredible. Yeah, so I mean, you have got, there's a little bit of balance we need to apply to it. It's like, yes, we've been thrashed by good teams and we've been thrashed by an average team or two as well at yeah, home. So yes, there's obviously a problem. What causes it? What causes it? Literally no idea. That's why I'm trying to change the subject. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Honestly, it doesn't make any sense. A lot of this doesn't make any sense. Like today, I can't, just I can't watching it today is like none of this really makes any sense. Like no, I, mean, I, was, I, I was messaging Bal earlier. I was like, mate, I'm like, I'm pretty, sh- I'm not confident. And he went, no, mate, me neither. Bricking it. But I thought it might be close, and like they'd edge it because that's how they do it. They tend to edge it, or they just about they've got that weird fucking voodoo shit when it comes to this thing. Like it just, it's theirs and they want to take it. It's a bit like New Zealand and rugby. I mean, it's ours. We have to have this. But this didn't make any sense. This was just literally, no no one could pass. Basically the ball, it was the amount of stray pass. I don't think I've seen the amount, this amount of stray passes. It was a, us that, that, that performance, season. that performance there was, in my opinion, was a consequence of the first 10 minutes, right? Oh, when, you concede, when, when you concede a goal of that manner, away from home in an environment like that and you give the crowd a reason to be excited and, and, and G'd up, then everybody at that point just sort of went and then Sevilla's press went even more intense. And then They were aggressive as fuck. Of course, they, they, they knew that, that even before they scored the goal, they sent Sabitza into the dugout. Uh, they were, <laughs> I have to say, they, you said the slow-mo of that. Yeah, it flew him like 10 cool. yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, out of some shoulder, that was. Yeah, I mean, it was. Sevilla, Sevilla had the game plan. And it and it worked to it worked perfectly. But well, what was their game plan? Just to just to press Harry. It's not. It is not hard to play against United. It's play not. against us aggressively. Press us high up the pitch. We will crap ourselves. We will 
concede chances. Bigger. They seemed physical. I don't think that's true. I think that's literally what my mind was doing. Just watching these sort of uh, just red shirts bouncing off them. They seemed physically bigger. And I don't think that's actually true. I think that is just literally no, how my mind's eyes. I were physically bigger than last one. They're like giants. They're like elves. Not like the Orlando Bloom ones, like the little ones on mushrooms in it. What the good, what the bad elves or the good elves? Is there bad elves and good elves? I don't know much about elves. I wish I hadn't brought elves up, but we should do next podcast. Next podcast, we'll talk about elves. But, oh, fuck. I mean, look, a cup trouble was always a pipe dream. Nobody was ever saying it was going to happen, but it would have been beautiful if it did. We kind of were, though. I mean, let's be honest. We didn't say it's definitely going to happen, but we were. We have talked about this, maybe not as publicly as this, but we definitely. I mean, have talked we, about we this. were we were definitely favourites in the Europa League. I mean, the FA Cup was always going to be difficult. Brighton after are a Barcelona great team. Game, I thought that's it. That's ours. After Barcelona, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've what did we play? We played. I think we played Sociedad in the group stage. Barcelona in the in the knockout, not what, the extra round. Then we played Real Betis before this. Then we played Sevilla. We've it's like we played Spain, like the whole fucking Spain. And then that I think that means Sevilla, Sevilla have knocked us out in 2018, 2020, and 2023. I, I read somewhere very quickly on Twitter on the way over that I don't think that, um, I think is it five games? They've, the last five games they've won. <sighs> I don't know what, over what time What, what you mean, Sevilla in general or, or uh, United? In general, in general. Teams. Yeah, in general. Well, yeah, they beat, they beat Valencia 2 at the weekend. No, sorry, they beat um, us. They beat us in general, not in this competition. Oh, in general, five games. Mm. Oh, terrific. Yeah, thanks for that. That's, that's a brilliant stat. Yeah, cheers. Next time, I've, just don't I've that down as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, don't, just just leave that. It's in the really pub paying next time. dividends, this pad. <laughs> you should go to the pub before more often. Oh, I should. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Leave us a review on your podcast app. The United People's Podcast. Does that game change anything in Ten Hag's mind about what he needs in the summer? Yes, 100%. And my... my, my... My mate that I was watching this with, I have to say it because I can't just say this is my, he listens to this. I can't just go, yeah, here's a thought. So my mate Parge, we all, we've been watching football together since we were about 18. And he said, there's the one saving grace from this is you can't rest on your laurels and go, okay, fair enough. It's okay. Like, because if we got through, we won. I mean, this is really is cold comfort, but if we got through, we won and you go, right, we've got two trophies. We're top four. I mean, obviously you don't even need top four. We're in the Champions League, but let's go top four, two trophies. Is that will that desire there to upgrade your squad there, or do the owners go? You don't need it. You just won two trophies. This is the starkest reminder because the names I mentioned straight away was the ones I wrote down was Maguire, De Gea, Sancho, Martial. Okay, Martial not his fault, but those four have to go. They have to go. He didn't sign any of them. All of his players have been way better than anybody that we've had before, apart from Bruno. I don't think. I think with. Um... With De Gea, and that's going to make it even more curious, because if he doesn't sign a new contract, he leaves for free. He can leave for free. Uh, and I don't think the club's going to let that happen. So I think De Gea will stay, and I think he'll sign on reduced terms. And I'm not against that. Right? I'm not against that. But, but as I'm reserve, against, as, as not first choice, I, 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 I'm against the idea of De Gea going into our that next season as our out-and-out number one with the occasional uh, cameo appearance in Jack Butler. So I just H- don't think that's Henderson? enough. Henderson? 
I mean, what's the deal there? Henderson can, he... can get fucked. Henderson, we know when he did that interview, interview when he joined Forest, he was like, nah, I didn't even want to speak to, I didn't want to speak to Eric Ten Hag. I left, but just, I knew, I knew he'd want to keep me. I was like, oh, get fucked. No, just uh, sod that. He, he can, he can go. He, he definitely is a heightened. Well, I'm um, putting not a fan next to Henderson, question mark. No, no, put an exclamation mark. Butland then, that's, but, or, or do we, we go out and buy? No, of course we buy. We have to buy. But the problem is, uh, and this is where FFP is going to be an issue. It really will be an issue. We've lost as a business. We've lost over 200 mil in the last three years. That will affect the limit of how much we can spend. That's so quite this surprising summer, under such competent management. Oh, yeah. who, who could possibly have seen that coming? Obviously, COVID no didn't help. That. Yeah, COVID didn't help. But um, Man United have got to sell well this summer. This is, a, you, know, you know how crap we've been with selling players. We've got to get Maguire 40 mil, I think. Uh, people might laugh at that, but genuinely, we should be getting forty mil from Maguire. If we sign him for forty million, he'd—that's the thing about the price tag thing. It's so irrelevant in this case. However much you pay for Maguire, he would still be disappointing. But mm. eight, uh, was it eighty million? Do we pay? What's it? Yeah, eighty million. million. It was eighty million. Everyone—he keep—we keep getting beaten with that. But if we paid forty million, he would still be Harry Maguire. So yes, we overpaid for him, but ultimately, he's just the choice was wrong. Yes, I mean, the, overpaying is is, is is just doubles the fucking insult, but. It's it, it just becomes more, it's become so much more stark and apparent when who, you look at who's how who's going to pay forty million for uh, incidentally what team do you think uh, will sign in? probably Everton I reckon this feels I reckon like an Everton signing <laughs> well they're going to be relegated they, they, they haven't got forty mil to spend I personally think he's forty mil now some people might disagree I think you're looking at McTominay somewhere in the region of twenty to thirty I think that's a fair amount for McTominay I agree I'd prob- but I probably I'd keep prob- him to be honest. Um, I think you could probably upgrade for, for the for the place in the squad that McTominay will have. I think there are better options out there of that level that are more suited to the profile. I think so, anyway. But do you think? Um, that, bear in mind, I reckon two strikers. Are I, we need. definitely need two strikers. Two, two strikers. We already, we already. I mean, jeez, you can't do it in one summer. This is what I mean. You're going to have to prioritise, and I think. If De Gea stays, and this is this is going to be a, for me a real marker of of Ten Hag's that the Ronaldo situation was a big marker for Ten Hag, right? I think how he deals with this De Gea situation, I don't think it's particularly tenable. I, I think it's so. He won't obvious. bat an eyelid, mate. He won't bat an eyelid. He's I know he won't bat an eyelid, but it's about whether or not. How would you list the priorities? Because I've I think I've always had goalkeeper as number two. I've had striker as number one. We all agree on, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone it's, agrees. It's the new it's the new holding midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that took us, what, six years to sign a hold of midfield? Oh, yeah, God, it's ridiculous. But let's just hope we get a striker in the first summer. And I personally have a goalkeeper as number two. Try to not rush my answer in that one, because sort of, that's not what I had. But Because, it, because if you don't have right. him as number two, you've probably got a central midfielder in as number two, or you've probably got a right back, potentially a right back. It depends what goes on with Wan-Bissaka. Uh, yeah, to be honest... You are probably right. I mean, the striker, look, I've been mean, first one and two are both strikers. Three is are you going in terms for of bodies in first? rather than position. I'll go oh, striker one, dang. striker two, goalkeeper. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say absolutely uh, unequivocally now that uh, I'm I'm not, I'm not out of the red course camp. It's just that he, he did a job and he did a job well when we needed him to, but he should be nothing more than a placeholder and he won't be here next year. I, I, no, I, I don't know whether or not he might get a one-year deal, but nah. But no, to do what? I mean, and that's the thing. To, to do what? I mean, again, I mean, I know you. We've disagreed on this one, but I, I still think the manager has to take a lot of responsibility. I, we took, we really have dug out the players because today it was them. They just wilted. Oh but yeah, hundred percent. The first leg, you have to also say, I think Ten Hag absolutely fucks it on substitutions. Not all of them, see, right? Actually, to yeah. be fair, I've, I've softened a little bit on that. Now we're seeing Martial get injured. 
that had to happen. Yeah. And he obviously knew that had to happen. But the Bruno thing made no sense. And I think I, I think we weather having we were so freaked out when Casemiro was out. And I think we survive better without Casemiro than we do without Bruno. I think Bruno's yeah, having yeah, he's just un, that, un, unbelievable this, at the moment. This just it, Bruno is the, if you're talking about the glue that holds our defence together, I would say uh, Bruno is the glue that sort of ties everything else. Everything. Everything. everything he's, a, he's a conductor. He, he's, he's the guy who sets the tempo. Ah, oh, fucking hell. We missed him badly. And tell you what, I absolutely gash decision for him to be suspended. It was nowhere oh, near no, that, a yellow card. That was completely ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Nowhere near a yellow card. I mean, the thing is, we can't, if you look at over two legs, right, over, over what, if it was close... Then you go, we were robbed because of Bruno. But if that second leg, we have no right to complain about yeah, bad but we decisions. Know, but we know full well that that performance there tonight doesn't happen the way that happens if Bruno's not suspended. You would like to think it wouldn't, but still. You would like to think so. you still got Casemiro, you still got Ericsson, you've got Sabitzer who's been superb. But oh, that, that game needed Fred and, and Rashford much Sabitzer quicker than we saw him. Sabitzer was half fit. Rashford was half fit. Shaw was half fit. He was limping off. Martial mm. went off injured. I mean... The, the, it's catching up with us. It has been catching up. Varane's out. Martinez is out for the season. It's just, it, it's. We're, gonna, we're probably going to get more of the weekend against Brighton. I'd be very surprised. No, we're if not we going to beat Brighton. Uh, let's let's Brighton. talk about it now. Uh, Brighton at the weekend. Um, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Uh, no. Maguire's suspended. Maguire's suspended, but I don't think he would have started anyway off the back of that. Luke Shaw pulling up with a limp. That if if Shaw is out from that game, I don't give us a, a sniff in that. He needs to play at left centre back for us for us to have any chance in that game. True. So I was thinking, I forgot about the centre. Yeah. Okay. I thought we went. Well, Malassia is that bad, but now you're thinking about yeah, right. Yeah, it's got to move in the middle. Yeah. So sure, it's got it's got to be sure and Lindelof, and then I think we might have a chance because it's Wembley. Well, Casemiro Casemiro turned up in the Newcastle final, man. He was fucking amazing. So did yeah, Ericsson. Bruno Bruno will be back. We'll be a far far better team if Shaw goes there than Malassia. But Brighton, man, all over the pitch, they're just a very good footballing team uh, yeah. they have been all season they haven't really had too many wobbles not in the sort of the wobbles that we're having uh, what are you expecting on Sunday uh, I don't think we're going to win no but sadly no I mean, I'm I'm normally if I'm 2-1 is what I always go for to United if I'm a bit unsure but I want to be positive but I don't know we either bounce back quickly you're right there's a lot has to do with it's a fairly threadbare squad but we're, I still think without the... Miranda Martinez, man, it's just we are we are a totally well, different. We've got a jittery midfield because they look behind him and they go fuck. We've got to do there was the space in midfield today. The space where I think it was the loose passes that were freaking me out the most. Like Casemiro, just like what are you doing? Like where did that come from? Like mm -hmm. Ericsson as well. Ericsson, like the king of calm. Ericsson was shot today. He was rubbish, and I've never said that about him, even when he was playing for other teams. No, everybody was affected by that game, and it sort of swallowed, and it just sort what, of what, yeah, it just. I mean, yes, you could say the, yeah, the away form and they the wilted, but these aren't these aren't players that they've played in World Cups, but these yeah, aren't players that are not players, used to man. playing away in hostile environments. I I think the biggest issue genuinely was the defence we rolled up with because we saw that last season, the lack of. The lack of um, faith in that defence puts, puts jitters all the way through. Everybody's looking over their shoulder. No one's looking forward in the same way that you do. When For once, for one thing, not even having Martinez's distribution, which is just imperious at all times. Wow. I mean, he can play that out in the same way that 
like a character he's got like carrick like slide rule passing at times that's yeah. gone basically he the, the pace is gone it I, that yeah. for me is the problem and like, it doesn't take a genius to work that out that if you lose martinez and Varane, that that affects that, the whole and, and that is right so, so we look right we're, we're at stage one of eric ten hogs united right oh yeah so yeah, yeah do you know what that's wait. very very important to say when you when you take out the key components that he's brought in, like he's been the scientist that's been appointed after the last scientist ended up getting drunk and just fucking started throwing into a vat of, of acid. Just started throwing beakers of shit everywhere. He's like, oh, hold up here. Like, what he started, hey, what science then, was this guy practicing? The beakers I don't know. Of shit just beakers, Bunsen burners, <laughs> all sorts, everything, <laughs> everywhere, right? What experiment <laughs> I mean, was this? I, I, what I don't know. To prove? I don't know. It's Breaking Bad, like, uh, it's cut. <laughs> Breaking Bad late, late edition. <laughs> Do you remember Hollyoaks Lake? Was it you who mentioned it the other day? I did mention it once before, and it turns out I'd never watched it, and you guys look horrified because apparently something yeah. bad happened to someone called Gary Lucy. Yeah, Gary Lucy. It was a, it was a poor poor guy. Anyway, let's not speak about that. Anybody well, who's watched is, it knows. You just literally just brought it up again. I, well, I have brought it up again because it was your, it's your fault. I'm blaming you. Anyway, I what was I talking it about? once by mistake. I was talking about beakers and Bunsen burners. Anyway, Ten Hag's come in, yeah. and he's started to build his squad, and it looks so much better when his players are in. You take them out, and you go... Well, fucking hell, that's the team from last season. Yeah, that no, totally. looks like that. That looks like what I've seen for the last couple of years, Ooh. and it's just like it, it comes and it's, it rears its ugly head, and you're like, oh, I've got away. It's I don't the same see squad, you. basically. It's it's uh, when you when you peel it back, you realise there's still a gaping wound under there. So then, next summer, you should hope that when Varane and Martinez are out, there should be two better centre backs who come in. Mm. I don't think we'll get two in the summer. I think someone like Timber comes in, gives right-back cover, gives a centre-back option, would be a good signing. That's what you're going to have to hope. It's going to take a while for us to get to that level of City squad. You're probably looking at like... A couple you have more to years. Have like, you have to like two or three consistently good years in, in all windows to go, right, okay, now we're starting to look good. Mm. We're not cooking yet. We, I we think are starting to look good though. I mean, this has been a good have- season. I mean, oh, you have been to, we've had some shocking games. Like, but the fact is, the shocking games are shocking because they now shock us because they're no longer normal. Exactly that. It's it's shocking because that. Well, I say it's an anomaly. There's more that it's not an anomaly anymore. There's just a a part a patch of this season that we don't really want to watch in the uh, in the season review. Yeah. Also, you have to also think we've gone so deep into so many competitions with that yeah. squad that no one literally no one else in Europe has like that takes a toll like your best players end up getting plus the World Cup your players I, I, your I best think, players I end up getting tired and, and injured my main takeaway from that game tonight is that I don't think we learned anything new I think it just reaffirmed everything we already did know uh, to the point where it's heightened the need for certain things it's heightened the need for that goalkeeper in my opinion it's 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 too it's too obvious to ignore anymore like, a bit like your mate said there you might end up accelerating that uh ten hag will not be happy uh, i'm not happy neil's not happy i'm sure you're no, not but i'm well. thinking about a takeaway now because you said about your main oh, what are you getting? i don't know i was i didn't realize how hungry i was but i have been in the boozer uh and you said takeaway. uh i don't to be honest the options are fairly limited around here it's basically it's a curry or a pizza and i don't really fancy either of those things so well that's uh I mean, you, you're probably gonna have bread you can have you got some toast i'm That'd be great. almost certainly gonna go and eat toast <laughs> this is this is what people tune in for. I'll tell you what happened on New Year's Eve what couple on, on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago, it was it, I get haunted by it in the WhatsApp group every so often. I tried to order McDonald's. I think this was when I was it was COVID and I was stuck in my parents' house and it was New Year's Eve and I couldn't do sweet FA. Uh I tried to order McDonald's. I don't know, I said I ordered a curry, pre-ordered it for my whole family. I thought, oh, yeah, I'd do something nice. 
They didn't turn up. Hour and a half late. Fuckers. Order McDonald's. Hour and a half. They didn't turn up. So I sat there for like the four hours eating going. food. And then I had to have toast as my dinner on New Year's Eve. Oh, was, mate, uh, I thought that was going to be... I thought that was going to be the best. Like, suddenly, curry for six people and McDonald's for, like, six people all turned up at once, and it was the best night we've ever had. <laughs> I wish that happened. <laughs> the complete opposite. I had, like, toast, and I was just the saddest toast. I oh, mate, I was gearing up to that to be a lovely story. Like, sort of... No, uh, well, yeah. as we can see, tonight is not the night for lovely stories, Neil. No, it's all about toast and misery, isn't it? Yes, I hope you. I hope your butter's off, and I hope your toaster breaks. <laughs> Don't fuck you right back. <laughs> Look right. Uh, um, I hope we speak uh, with a smile on our face on Sunday. I yeah. fear for it. I think, uh, my personal opinion is, if Shaw is fit to play, we're gonna have we, we'll have a chance. It's if Shaw sure isn't, yeah. if Shaw sure isn't, I worry about it. Uh, but yeah, can we just never play Seville like ever again? Yeah, is that mid that table, right? mid lower table Spanish teams generally? Just, just, just all of Spain. Just. Just none of them. But you can let me know what you think in the comments. In the comments? Hey, look, it's not a YouTube video. It's a podcast. You do, you do so much YouTube. You've forgotten what just listening to things is like. I really, I really have. Thank you, Neil, so much. Uh, but look, <laughs> if you have enjoyed the pod and it made you feel a little bit better, uh, make sure you leave a five-star review. We'll be back on Sunday. Uh, Brighton in the FA Cup. Ain't not going to be easy. Mm-mm. This is a United People's TV and Listening Dog Media production. Podcast Network.